start it when you finally get the time. Like, do not wait for some magical date, okay? Because as we've seen from this year, like, no day is promised. Go ahead, start your thing, okay? You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Thank you so much to Native for sponsoring today's episode. Native makes safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. Keyword for me, performance, because I have been fully on team natural deodorant since 2019, and I need to feel 100% secure in my underarm coverage performance when I go outside. And that is exactly what Native gives me. You'll hear me talk about postpartum hormones in today's episode, and let me tell you, they are no joke. You find yourself overheating and sweating at random times, and whenever I have on Native, I feel completely protected, especially in my absolute favorite scent, the cucumber mint. It gives you spa vibes right under your arms. And this holiday season, why not give the gift of Native? I had a chance to check out their candy cane gift set, and not only does it smell fantastic, but I think it would look so cute as a stocking stuffer. So get 20% off your first order by going to nativedo.com slash side hustle, or by using the promo code side hustle at the website checkout. Make sure you order before December 7th, though, to get your products in time for Christmas. That's 20% off your first order at Native deo.com slash side hustle or with promo code side hustle at the website checkout. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here. And this week I am back in the guest chair with a solo catching you guys up on what I've been up to postpartum. Um, First of all, I am wishing you all a very happy Thanksgiving. I know it's going to look a lot different this year. We can't be around our families in the way we want to, but I am praying that you still find a way to meditate on things that you are grateful for this year in the midst of all that's gone on. Um, I pray that you're able to do that. I pray that you and your loved ones are doing well, and I'm just sending you all the positive vibes in the world. So now let's get into my check-in. I'm here to give you a behind-the-hustle update on how I've been doing and what I have been up to. So let's recap. Um, Me and my husband Moyo had a baby boy in April of this year, and our baby Kingston is now seven months old. Can you believe it? I, for one, cannot, even though I spend every single day with him. I just cannot believe it. This year has, has felt equal parts fast and extremely slow, so I just don't know how that works. The first three months were definitely a haze. It was just unbelievably hard, okay? Hard, hard, hard. There's no other word to describe it. New parent life is hard. Around three months, we started finding a rhythm, but still with little sleep, it felt like we were in this perpetual fog. And when I say we were finding a rhythm, I just meant that we kind of started to know patterns, like, you know, when our son would sleep, when he would wake up, how much he was eating, that kind of stuff. But we were by no means in some kind of buttoned up system. We were sharing shifts, of course, and doing what worked best for each of us in terms of, you know, when one of us was too tired, like letting the other one like sleep a little longer and so forth. So for me, 
The toughest part about all of this is I was filled to the brim with postpartum hormones. I was highly sensitive, emotional, and irritable on top of that. You know, um, that was a mixture of hormones and sleep deprivation. Like you just don't function the same when you do not get sleep for an extended period of time. I remember one time I was talking to my father and he was just like, you realize you guys haven't slept in like five months, right? And I'm like, you're right. (laughs) Like, why am I acting like we are not in an extremely stressful time right now? Like our bodies are extremely stressed out. So thank you, daddy, for reminding me of that and grounding me in that. We don't talk enough about how emotional and hard it is after birth for women who, you know, when we we have all these hormones like racing, raging through our body and kind of expected to like carry on as normal or be our normal self when we're not. Um, I put up a Facebook status about this at one point because it's just like, we're not. <laughs> we're not the same person. We're not. We're literally, I remember in our pregnancy preparation class, the woman said, your hormones like are magnified a thousand X and I completely believe that. And it is really, really hard to carry on with life as normal when that is happening in your body. But now seven months into motherhood, I'm finally coming out of a mental fog because our son is sleeping way more. He's virtually sleeping through the night. So we are getting more sleep. Although (laughs) he is having a regression episode this week due to teething. So we're praying we can get him out of that and back to sleeping through the night, back into that groove. Um, But I do feel so much better now. I feel mental clarity. I feel um, endorphins returning because I'm able to do things like exercise a little bit, still not as frequently as we'd want to, or get out and get some fresh air and get a walk. And endorphins are so, so important. And in a second, I am going to tell you a little bit more about what else is responsible to the improvement in my mood right after this quick word from a sponsor. Guess what I'm going to be doing this Thanksgiving weekend? Catching up on my Netflix. First up on my list is the documentary Dance Dreams Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. It's from Shondaland and it celebrates Black excellence and spotlights the career of award-winning entertainer Debbie Allen. In a career that spans five decades, the name Debbie Allen is synonymous with dynamic energy, creative talent, and innovation. You know her from fame and a different world, but did you know she choreographed the Academy Awards ceremony a record 10 times? So Dance Dream's Hot Chocolate Nutcracker follows her group of young dancers as they prepare for Debbie's annual Hot Chocolate Nutcracker, a twist on the classic holiday production. The film offers front row access to the grueling rehearsals and the passion and leadership of Debbie and the Dance Academy instructors, and the huge commitment and undertaking by the dancers of all ages and backgrounds. I was tearing up watching the trailer, so I already know I'm going to be a mess watching it. I just love seeing young Black kids and kids of color embrace the arts and have their talents celebrated. You know, I am big on us seeing ourselves in all facets of culture, especially young people seeing themselves everywhere from fairy tales to established ballets like the Nutcracker. So I cannot wait to watch this and I hope you're going to tune in too. Dance Dreams Hot Chocolate Nutcracker is streaming only on Netflix beginning November 27th. All right, so like I said, I feel so much better now that I'm getting more sleep. It's definitely not eight hours, but it is more, and every minute counts. 
thoughts, let me tell you, for improving mood. I'm also feeling better because I'm no longer breastfeeding and have more time to do things. Speaking of breastfeeding, I have wanted to do this episode for a while. And breastfeeding is one of the things that has kind of held me back from recording this because a lot of the emotions and feelings I've had in the past seven months were centered around my experience with breastfeeding. It literally dictated my every waking moment and even my dreams sometimes. Yes, you dream about your breastfeeding schedule, your pumping schedule, all of that, like that happens. And um, obviously it's a very personal and sensitive thing. And I knew for a fact I wasn't emotionally ready to discuss it. That said, I kind of felt like there's no discussing my personal experience, juggling being a new mom and having my own business without sharing a bit about what I've been going through with this um, new challenge that came into my life. I also think it does no good for moms like me who experience this to keep it to ourselves because there are going to be other moms and, and there are other moms right now who experience this or a variation of it and think it's just them and feel alone, devastated, depressed because of it. Um, so here goes. Let me go ahead and give this disclaimer though, because even though I know it won't stop the truly bold but I got something for y'all. <laughs> Even though I know I won't stop y'all, I, I, I'm ready to, uh, you know, I got something to put y'all in your place. But here's my disclaimer anyway. Um, I do not want any feedback on the subject of breastfeeding, on what I could have or should have done. Believe me when I said I tried everything, multiple lactation consultants, tongue-tie consultations, different positions, courses, Facebook groups, you name it. And I'm saying this, you know, with love, but also just really letting you know what my boundary is around this because it is that emotional of a thing. Um, my journey was unique to me, but not unique in the larger scheme of things. I have found my tribe of fellow moms who experienced what I did, thankfully, thank God, and I'm so grateful and yeah, I admit this is still a soft spot for me, but I think that the importance of sharing this is greater than my soft spot, if that makes sense. And um, it hasn't even been a year yet, but I feel, again, it's important to make sure other people know that they're not alone, because that's how I felt sometimes, especially um, in a pandemic, not being able to go to like a lot of like group activities to talk one-on-one face-to-face with other moms, it can feel very isolating. And so that's why it's so important for us to keep sharing. Because I remember anytime I would come across a story on social with someone who I could relate to their postpartum experience, I was like, oh my God, like I would immediately feel so happy, follow them, all this other stuff. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope to do the same for uh, someone else. But again, please give me some grace. Um, do not want the unsolicited advice and save the shoulda, coulda, tips or you will get blocked. I will be deleting any messages, comments, or emails that include any such foolishness. All right. Sorry, I just had to get real serious on y'all again, protecting my boundary. Now, let's get into my experience. Um, so breastfeeding was by far the most emotional and stressful experience I went through after having our baby. I have the experience of a baby who didn't latch. Um, for those of you who don't know what latching is, that is essentially when the baby just has a really good grip um, on your nipple when he's breastfeeding. And he would get super frustrated from not being able to latch. And it was just unlike anything I expected. I knew that breastfeeding would be hard. Everyone talks about it. You know, I, I was even prepared to join the groups. I knew the name of the Facebook groups that I was going to join. I was, I, I knew it was 
hard. Everyone says so. But I didn't know it would be this hard. Again, that's that thing about like, you kind of know, but there's nothing like actually going through it. Like you will never, I promise you, you will never truly get something until you go through it. So I thought I was going to be one of those moms that exclusively breastfed for a year and posted her picture with her baby on her boob, but slightly covered on Instagram. You know the ones I'm talking about and got to talk about it every National Black Breastfeeding Week. That was me. That was what I was envisioning. But that was not my story. And ultimately, the path of exclusively pumping with supplementing with formula was what was right and best for us. And by the way, I want to emphasize that um, pumping your breast milk and giving it to your baby in a bottle is still breastfeeding, y'all, all right? But I found my tribe who gets me, so that was like such a relief. And by the way, my tribe, I think I'll mention this again, but my tribe is the um, exclusive pumping group on Facebook. It's the largest group, so it's very easy to find, all right? But I'll also include a link. And, you know, all those women, for various reasons, either couldn't or chose not to nurse and so it was it was like tens of thousands of women who've had a similar experience and it was so refreshing and it was a relief to be able to see that other women had similar experience to me so exclusive pumping is what i ended up doing with kingston he was happy i was happy he was getting the nourishment and antibodies from my milk and i'm not going to lie though Here's why I say it was emotional, because it was very, 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 very tough and emotional for me at first. I felt inadequate, okay? I felt like a failure because here's this thing that everyone says is natural that you are expecting to be able to do. And you think like the only people who don't do it are people who choose not to. But like, if you want to do it and you try, you're going to be able to. But things happen. And that's not always the case. And I, for one, hadn't seen this story that much, uh, you know, of someone going through this experience. So I didn't know that was a thing. So here I am feeling inadequate, like the only person on earth who is going through this. And I felt rejected like my own child. I felt like people were judging me like, why can't you get it? Why haven't you got it? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Um, I even had to leave the largest Facebook group for like Black women who breastfeed because it felt like there was like so much disdain for women who had to feed their child formula or, you know, who were not nursing exclusively. So... I felt rejected by my own child. I felt rejected by other uh, Black breastfeeding moms. And I felt judged. I felt pitied by the ones that were trying to, you know, hear me at some points. I, I felt, and, and a lot of that was in my head. So I'm saying what I felt, but a lot of this is not like true. It's not like an indictment on any body or any Facebook group. I'm just telling you how it feels in the moment as you have all these hormones coursing through your body and you're really, really trying to make this thing work that's not working. Mind you, your baby's oblivious. He's just like, I don't care what you feed me with, but you better give me that milk <laughs> and you better give it to me now. All right, you figure it out, mom. Give it to me. So mind you, he is oblivious to all of this. And all he knows is that when he comes in the bottle, it comes out faster and he likes it and it's smooth and boom, give that to me. So that's why I turned to the support of other moms who could relate. When it comes to breastfeeding, it is even more critical than ever to find your tribe. Because if you end up in the wrong tribe, girl, you will be depressed. Okay, run from the wrong tribe. That's why I had to leave the group that I could not relate to on Facebook. Going into having a baby, I had a plan for 
getting back to work, you know, three months. I said, I'll take my three months maternity leave. Then I'm going to transition to this. Um, at five months, maybe we'll look into a nanny or daycare. All these plans that were just shot to hell because of me being so naive about what the postpartum experience would be like and and how time-consuming emotionally, physically, breastfeeding is. So I, that's why I'm sharing this in this episode, because this is the real life, real deal, holy field experience of being a new mom and entrepreneur. Um, your business literally depends on you. You are the center of your business. However, if you're not okay, nothing is okay. Your business is not okay. Your child is not okay. So I quickly had to, not even quickly, excuse me, this was a journey, but here is the journey I have been on to get back to being okay. So what helped me was I had so many great supportive conversations with other moms. I know I have said that I felt judged and pitied and and like I had to leave certain areas that were not my tribe, but that pales in comparison to the support I received. Like that, that doesn't even measure on the map compared to the support I received. And I joke because I feel like I've talked to every single mom in my life since having a baby, from family to friends to acquaintances that I have not spoken to since college, okay? I have been in the DMs with women. I know I have just talked to any and everyone who was open and who I developed a rapport with and has been so helpful. So, New moms and business owners and, you know, even new moms and anyone who's working, like, you're going to have to, you know, people say lean on your village, lean on your tribe. That is absolutely true. But here's another part of that. Your tribe is bigger than you think it is. Your village is bigger than you think it is. When I tell you I have found support in the most unlikely of places, it is crazy. It is crazy. And, um... This is not even to mention like how supportive my husband has been. Like he was the first one to be like, you are a great mom. Like our son is not going to remember any of this. First of all, he's not going to be like, oh, you're not a great mom because you didn't breastfeed me. He's not going to remember. All he's going to remember is the love that he received. And like, you are still giving him breast milk. Look how happy he is. That's what he would always say to me. Look how happy he is. So, you know, the support of Moyo was just, I wouldn't be here. You know, I, I, I literally couldn't have made it. At the same time, like, there's nothing like talking to another mom. So that's why I'm, I'm sharing the mom stuff because there's nothing like talking to another woman who's literally also experienced hormones coursing through her veins. I literally also experienced, um, you know, similar issues to me or a different set of issues, but is able to reassure me as well. So those two things combined were extremely, extremely helpful. And again, I, I, um, got that support and then was able to get to a place where I recognized that first of all, I am blessed. And I'm thankful that my child is here on the other side. He is healthy. He's amazing. He's strong. And every day he hits some new milestone way ahead of time and just shocks us. Like just today, I was, um, I looked at my phone for a quick second and, you know, I looked down thinking, you know, he's, he, he was on the floor by my feet, kind of just like playing with some blocks. And I look up and he's standing at my knee, <laughs> like, hey, mom. <laughs> 
pulled himself up. So he is truly, and I mean, he stood before, but he's just getting so much better at just popping up um, when you least expect it. So I'm thankful to witness this. And I keep that bigger picture in mind every single day. He's happy. He's loved. Like I said, he's getting the nutrients and immunity for my breast milk. And our bond was still as strong as ever. Um, that's a, that's a, a myth that you can't have a bond with your baby unless you're nursing. So um, that's another um, myth, though, that really had me messed up in the head, y'all. So if any other mom is also feeling that um, inadequacy because you feel like you're going to be missing out on some bond, I'm here to tell you that is not the case. And if you want to get that reassurance over and over again, go on over to that Facebook group, um, Exclusive Pumping Mamas, because we, we got your back. All right. All he's going to remember, like my husband always tells me, is that he was loved. That's all he'll remember feeling is just love all the time growing up. So I'm a fantastic mom. Pat myself on the back. And I'm killing it during a freaking pandemic. So I clap for myself every day. And that is one of the most important parts of being able to get back into this entrepreneur life, hustle life, also into the like, you know, being your own boss pumping yourself up every day is clap for yourself, okay? Celebrate wins every chance you get. The beautiful bright side of my exclusive pumping experience was that Moyo was also getting to feed Kingston and being able to do night shift. We quickly learned that um, I'm not the best <laughs> at uh, uh, at night, man. Um, so Moyo has been holding that down. Um, he is responsible, really, for um, Kingston learning to sleep in his crib because as a mama, like I just want to pick him up every time he cries. And if if I was the one to do that, he would still be in our room. So <laughs> shout out to daddy for, for doing that. I also want to shout out all of my amazing girlfriends. I'm not going to name drop anybody because I'm fearful of forgetting someone. I did that at my baby shower and I still feel so, so terrible. So I just want to shout out everyone who gave me advice, who was a listening ear as I cried to them on the phone, um, as I, you know, shared uh, my emotions via DM, texted with me at all hours of the night. And even shout out to my male friends who shared their wives' experiences and let me know that I wasn't alone and also that sometimes having the opposite issue, like a baby who won't take a bottle, can be just as emotionally and physically draining. Like sometimes when you're going through things, the grass looks always greener, but you know, all experiences as a new mom are really challenging and I think breastfeeding overall is really challenging. So I'm in a good place now, you guys, and... um I feel like I'm getting back to myself. I feel like I am getting into each and every day being the strongest version of myself for my son, for my husband. And that is just, I'm just so, so grateful for that. So here are some things that have helped me to start to get back to a better place mentally and a stronger place. Um, first of all, God and gratitude, prayer life, and also just making sure that I always keep what I'm grateful for, first and foremost, like in my mind and in my day. I wake up every day and I, I just, I'm thankful. I thank God for our, our son. I thank God for um, keeping us during this pandemic and and just so many things. Um, second of all, like I've said, the support of my husband, 
who is he's just had my back in in a number of ways. He's been my number one protector and supporter. Uh, we've had a lot of things come our way, and he just always always holds me down. And I, I just have to shout him out because, um, like, literally, don't know how um, I would do this life thing called life without him. I would not be recording this episode, like I said, without the love and support system I have. I think. I never want to be one of those people either that I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard and I have help because I know that not everyone has help. Not a, like this is a blessing to to be working through this thing called parenthood and have a partner. The next thing that has helped me through, like I've said, is the exclusive pumping group on Facebook. Anyone who is dealing with latching issues or just choosing to focus on exclusive pumping for your sanity for any reason at all, this is your place. I can't shout them out enough. I'm also grateful for other women who shared. Um, So I was able to see myself reflected in other people who had the courage and the transparency to be vulnerable and share. So watching YouTube videos of other moms with the exact same struggles, exclusive pumpers, supplementers. Big up to y'all, and I hope I can do the same for someone else by sharing my story. Um, Again, I want to shout out the acquaintances that became friends in the Instagram DMs. You know who you are. Thank you. Um, Time. Time also helped. I hate to break it to new moms. I don't want it to sound scary. I mean, everyone's experience is different. Who knows? You might have like a ton of help, a night nurse, you know, the whole shebang. So... It will look a lot different for you, new motherhood, when you have those things. But if it's just you and your hubby, like it has been for me, then um, it's going to take time. Like you you better set aside that first six months and understand that life ain't going to look the same. You're not going to get the same stuff done. And, and that's all right. Just readjust your expectations and know that time will heal all, not just your body, but your mind, your soul, your spirit. Uh, motherhood is brand new. And the only thing that helps to adjust to this new normal is time. Um, I also am am blessed to be able to have had um, virtual appointments with my therapist. Um, My therapist has been wonderful. I was talking to another mom friend, again, in the Instagram DMs, about how we were managing being new moms in the pandemic, stuck in the house a lot, especially in the early days when, you know, there was lockdown and just just navigating not only our hormones, but also fearful of not knowing how you can contract COVID-19, how how to best protect ourselves for our child and all that stuff. Like that takes a toll on you mentally. And so I was talking to another mom friend in the DMs and she shared that she was seeing her therapist and I was like, me too. And, you know, we just talked about how it is literally the only way. And I was talking to another mom friend the other day Um, And she was starting to share how she was feeling. And I was like, girl, I highly recommend talking to a therapist. Like, I, your friends and family are not trained to unpack your emotions. So talking to them will never feel the same because they're not trained to identify patterns. They're not trained to be able to say, oh, here's what's happening there. That's because you feel like your boundaries violated and or that's okay. You're feeling that way because X, Y, Z is perfectly normal. And getting that reassurance, getting that pattern unlocking, getting that support from an objective outside person with so many years of experience talking to other people who have gone through every experience in the book is just unmatched. So that is one of my number one experiences for new moms. Um, um, One of the greatest things that came from my session with my therapist or my sessions 
was just her helping me to navigate setting boundaries when it doesn't feel comfortable. And um, I am striving every day to grow to be a better person and a stronger person, especially for my son. Like, you know, sometimes I just have an epiphany, like the old Nikayla could struggle with certain things, but I'm a mom now. I got to step it up for him. So I don't have time to not get better at in these particular areas. Like I literally have to get there for him. So that is what we're working through. And um, I just love, love, love being able to have that support system. So if you can, definitely, definitely anything you're going through right now in a pandemic, I highly recommend talking to somebody, even if it's just one appointment, because um Everybody needs therapy. Like everybody has experienced things on this this earth that they need to talk about. If you've ever had your feelings hurt, it would serve you well to to not try to unpack it all yourselves. If you felt lonely during this pandemic, if you felt um, you know, scared, fearful about the future, if you feel paranoid, if you feel anything, um I, I highly recommend just talking to somebody. All right. And then the the other thing that has helped me is rereading the four agreements. I just think that book is so very helpful, especially as a um for me with all the hormones. Like I said, I was highly sensitive and irritable. And you know, that led me to there are just a lot of situations where you could take things personally. You can have your feelings hurt and, and things like that. And I just feel like that book is the best grounding reminder of how to not take things personally, how to recognize that anything others do is because of them and not because of you and so forth. So shout out to the four agreements. I recommend reading that as well. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsors. This episode of Side Hustle Pro is supported by Command Line Heroes. Command Line Heroes is a podcast that tells the epic true tales of developers, programmers, hackers, geeks, and open source rebels who are revolutionizing the technology landscape. Did you know that a Black woman paved the way for the GPS? I didn't either. Now, I chronicle a lot of Black women entrepreneurs on Side Hustle Pro, some of whom are technologists, and I never tire of learning new names. That's why I love the Command Line Heroes podcast. It has introduced me to a whole new range of stories that I never knew about. Command Line Heroes is hosted by developer and podcaster Saran Yubarak. Season six is available now and tells the story of Black technologists who innovated and invented despite systemic racism, unfair hiring practices, and unequal education opportunities. For example, there's an episode all about Gladys West, whose mathematical models and data analysis paved the way for GPS. Another episode tells the story of Jerry Lawson, who invented the first cartridge-based video game console, paving the way for Atari, Nintendo, and Sega. I got a sneak preview of season six of Command Line Heroes, and each episode kept me captivated the entire time. Between the music and the background narration, coupled with interview soundbites from the episode subject, I listened straight through from beginning to end, and I don't always do that. Learning about people like Gloria West and Jerry Lawson means so much to me because these people, Black people, are less known than they should be, yet they invented technology that has been critical to the advancement of tech. 
It's a really great listen. Highly recommend. Just search for Command Line Heroes anywhere you listen to podcasts. I will also include a link in the show notes. All right. And my thanks to Command Line Heroes for their support. Okay, confession time. I used to have big time trust issues when it came to my business. I felt like I had to hold on to every single administrative task because I couldn't trust anyone else to do it. Or so I thought. Having a baby changed all of that. I realized that there is no way anyone can be a one-woman business show and take care of a child. Then I heard about Fancy Hands. They are the fastest, most affordable virtual assistant service in the country with a team of assistants based right here in the U.S. That's right, 100% U.S.-based workers. Fancy Hands gives you a team of assistants ready to work for you right now. Just tell them what you need done and they'll handle it. This is an incredible service that lets you focus on what you do best. Fancy Hands will take care of the rest. Go to FancyHands.com and enter the code HUSTLEPRO for 50% off your first month. That's FancyHands.com and enter the code HUSTLEPRO for 50% off your first month. So now, how my business is doing? Business has thankfully been really good in the pandemic. Uh, First, in the beginning, I thought it would really affect sponsorships and it didn't. I think everyone for a while like paused, but for the most part, podcast sponsors that I was working with, a lot of them came with like money in the fourth quarter and it actually, you know, became a problem because everyone was trying to, I only do so many episodes a year. Um, But in that sense, I'm very, very grateful, very blessed. And I, the only reason my business slowed down is because I slowed down. And if I was able to clone myself or if I outsourced a lot more, it would be doing way more. But I'm still working on figuring out what makes sense for me. Of course, I have the support of the team members that I do have now in terms of outsourcing. I'm talking about things like, so I run a program and I obviously can't clone myself. Now, I could have other people teach other people coach and answer questions. But I mean, I haven't felt comfortable doing that yet. I don't know who I would want to be inside of it like that. I want to make sure people who join because of me are able to talk to me and to get coaching from me. And in the future, if that ever happens, then that person really has to be someone who other people feel as comfortable with and respect their knowledge as much. So saying all that to say that, you know, the only areas of my business that have slowed down are areas in which I'm the center and I can't clone myself. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, one piece that was tricky because of the mental fog was the creative energy. I had so many hopes to do creative things with my programs, with trying out different types of content. And sometimes I just look at my phone where I had some creative ideas or, you know, 2.0 ideas, the things I'm currently doing. And I'm like, Oh, but where do I even begin? <laughs> where do I even begin? Because even training someone to help you with it requires you to make time to train. And it's not like little stuff where a lot, a lot of my training is like recording videos, but these bigger ideas are not as simple as like videos. It's like really training someone to think like you and to to operate like you. And again, that cloning word comes to mind. That is something that I need to figure out a bit more. So um, that part was tricky. However, 
my creative energy is starting to return. I had scaled back on recording because I just hadn't had as much time to prepare in advance. And I also, of course, with a with a baby, you, you know, got to make sure you're doing it around his schedule where he'll be a little bit more quiet. I, I don't mind if you guys hear a little bit here and there, but like, you know, just nonstop um, screaming and babbling. You, y'all probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> so not only am I working around a new schedule, but I also wanted to make sure that I'm going into every episode with a clear mind and focus on my guests and their story. And that comes across, you know, if you have like a a very um, scattered mind that will come across in the interview. So I really limited how many interviews I was doing as I was dealing with mental fog. I haven't been able to be as aggressive as I wanted to be this year with some of my goals. But at the same time, this has been an important reminder that you make plans and you obviously never know what's going to happen. But you got to get better at your pivot game. You got to get better at um, making lemonade out of lemons. You got to get better at knowing that no matter what, there can be a silver lining and you just have to find it. So I really meditate on these, uh, these thoughts. I understand what season I'm in. I'm in the season of being a mom. <laughs> I'm in the season of slowly getting back into being a new mom and entrepreneur. I know what's meant for me won't pass me by. And I treasure and honor this unprecedented time with my baby. Um, So I don't compare my progress or output with anyone else. I don't know their journey. I don't know their day to day. And I even don't know what chapter of their story they're in. So how can I compare this chapter when I don't know what chapter of their story they're in? Case in point, like the other day I was looking at um, this woman's business who I don't know how, I don't know what rock I was living under, but I just learned about this business and um, I was like so impressed. I'm like, oh man, I would love to do that. I would love to have this kind of community who is just like so, so um like can't wait for her products to drop, right? And by the way, shout out to you guys because I do have the best community in the world. This particular person has a product and I would love to have a product as well one day. And um, I was just so amazed by, by what she has built around the love for this product. And then, you know, Again, I just learned of her, so I hadn't really done much research. As with most people, like the default assumption is that, oh, she's been in business for a few years, blah, blah, blah. This woman has been in business for 10 years, (laughs) 10 years. And here I was about to start calculating in my mind, oh man, how come I don't, girl, you don't know what chapter someone else is in. Stop the comparison. Okay. That's what I had to tell myself a little reel myself in moment there. Um, One thing I am doing now as my creative energy returns is I am starting a fun YouTube all about my lifestyle and hair. Guys, I don't know when this is going to drop yet. Again, mom life, but it's coming this year. I'm actually forcing myself to do it um, without worrying about the equipment and having all the fanciest cameras and all that good stuff. I mean, it's still going to be, still going to be dope. But (laughs) I am forcing myself to start with just my iPhone at first because I want to focus on done is better than perfect, just like I did with this podcast. I want to get out there, release content, but also get the feedback, see what you guys like, what you don't like, and what else you want to hear from me. 
A lot of people will share that they want to know more about my journey. It won't be Side Hustle Pro specific. Let me be very clear. Um, that's why I, I mentioned this is for fun. This is me being able to do some of the fun things I'm not able to do on this show because it just doesn't relate to, you know, Side Hustle to full-time entrepreneurship. This is me getting to play with beauty and hair and this and the lifestyle space, which I also love. I could talk about here like forever. When people reach out to me and they're like, how do you do your hair like that? What hair is that? Blah, blah, blah. What, is that a unit? I could, I'm just like hitting them back with like so much information because I love talking about this and I'm I'm open book when it comes to that. Um, if you if you ask me about it. So I can't wait to do that. I just yeah, I can't wait. And I'm glad that my creative energy is returning. I've wanted to do a lot with video this year. And this just goes to show, do not wait till January to start what it is you want to do. I want to do it. I haven't been able to do it earlier, like like I had planned, but I'm going to start it in December. So what? Start it when you finally get the time. Like, do not wait for some magical date, okay? Because as we've seen from this year, like, no day is promised. Go ahead. Start your thing, okay? Um. Oh, I'm also excited, speaking of that, <laughs> because there'll be one more opportunity to join Podcast Moguls this December. So stay tuned to this space and also make sure you sign up at podcastmoguls.com so you get the um, announcement when I drop the newest masterclass date and then the newest um, opportunity to join the next cohort. All right. So other than that, I'm going to be praying and wrapping up this year. I am going to be shutting out the noise a little bit. Uh, I, for one, I'm planning to like take the holidays off of social media, meaning kind of log out for those days because like I, I, I said, the holidays are going to look different for a lot of people. I am very, very grateful to have our little family and to, to make our own traditions. I also am definitely missing my parents and family um, this holiday season. And, you know, I... I know that I'm going to feel good, but just in case like it gets to the the FOMO and, you know, seeing people acting like it's not a pandemic <laughs> ruins the the vibe. I'm just making, I'm being proactive and just going to take the holidays off. So I recommend that for anybody else who um, finds that sometimes social media can impact your mood. Um, definitely try that out. And in place of those things, because I know it's hard because we we literally have a dopamine response to go log into social just to get that hit of like, you know, content, likes, or scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So in place of that, I've already started making a list of what I'm going to do instead. So um, there's some ebooks that I've wanted to catch up on and things like that, that, you know, you buy things that you don't get a chance to dig into. Those are some of the things that I'm going to be doing in place of that. And it won't be all work, of course. Like, I'm, I'm going to make the time to watch some fun stuff, um, you know. So I'll be catching up on Netflix. I'll be catching up on all my shows. I'll just be chilling with Moyo and Kingston. I will be doing my, giving myself many petties. And I really can't wait. Um, so highly recommend that if anybody else is kind of, you know, having mixed feelings about these new holiday setups that we got going on. As far as how I'm able to get the space to do my episodes now, because I'm, I'm gearing up to start batch recording for January. And like I said, I'm gearing up for to, to launch my fun YouTube. Um, I'm still following the Goal Getter Action Plan, you guys. Like, it doesn't change for me. My days are unpredictable. So now I set goals for the day. And now when I do get an hour 
that is what I'm working on, my goal for the day. So the thing about the goal-getter action plan, which, you know, if you don't know, that is my system for productivity, getting things done as a side hustler, focusing on one hour a day minimum, right? The thing about it is it's very flexible. So you can start with one system and then end up having to change. You can have to change. You might have to change how you schedule out your stuff, but the process allows you to make those pivots. So now instead of making plans for a specific hour of the day, I make plans for the day. And then when I have an hour, like the baby actually takes a nap in his crib or I am able to, you know, Moya doesn't have too many meetings and I'm able to to get more time that day, then this is what I'm going to work on. There's always time, like whether it's in the morning or after the baby goes down or mid-afternoon when I'm able to switch out. But it's just a matter of um, sometimes you don't know the exact hour. It's just a matter of knowing, okay, what is the number one priority to get done today so that when you get that moment, you can just zero in on that. There's nothing worse than like, when you have a baby and you get a moment being like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do that? No, just make that go get an action plan list and do that. So if you, you want to learn more about that, go over to sidehustlepro.co slash go getter. So the other thing that's helping me is, of course, like I've said, um, just overall my mind being more clear because we're getting more sleep. I have a little bit more acceptance as well that yes, balls will be dropped, but some balls are plastic and some are glass. That's a that's something I've heard. I didn't make that up, but it definitely helps to put things in perspective that we just focus on the balls that if they drop, they're going to shatter because it's glass and let the balls that are more plastic roll over more days or more weeks. So be it. But we got to make sure that the glass balls stay in check. Trying to focus on doing early morning or after his bedtime work, like I said, I still love sleep when I'm able to get it. So forcing myself to get a little less now that I'm finally able to get some sleep is has been tricky, but not even tricky, just downright tough. But I'm working on it, working on it because I do want to get back into keep keep moving and grooving now that I'm getting into a good place for business. I have been prioritizing exercise. So we have gotten a few um, things in the house to help us now that gyms are not the safest places. So um, we got a bike, we um, have this uh, mini stepper and doing that in addition to going outside for walks, getting out of the house without him if needed, because I know a lot of times I would try to do my walks with the baby. And sometimes that's just hard, you know, he wants to eat, sleep, or or um, he just pooped and then, you know, you got to change him. And before you know it, it doesn't work anymore because Moyo has a meeting or something like that. So I've had to learn that sometimes I just got to say, all right, I'm going out for a walk and I can't take little man with me. <laughs> but mommy needs to do what's best for her health because if I'm not okay, my baby's not okay. Um, and I was really, really afraid of just getting to a really low, low point. Um, so that's what's been helpful. I've also been doing small things for self-care with safety precautions, of course. Like there was a time when I felt like I couldn't do anything. And that, that was before they really had the mask 
mandate as, as something that is helpful with um, preventing the, the spread and, and l- decreasing the spread. So I would literally not go anywhere. Now I will tip my toe into a CVS, get like an eyeliner or something, you know, just something to make me feel like, oh, I, I can do something. I can go somewhere. And that is just so good for my sanity. <laughs> so that has been great for self-care. And also being upfront with people. So there's no way I can get back into my business if I'm prioritizing other people's virtual engagements, conferences, um, sponsorships, what what have you. So I've been upfront saying no, um, letting them know that parenting in a pandemic is tough. And, you know, you're going to see delays or you're, you're going to see me not able to do your thing because I'm prioritizing my business and and it's okay. Thanks for understanding. So that's been helpful as well. Just overall drawing that line and then knowing how to proceed because I'm like, okay, this is my line this year. So I know that I am going to be saying this to these opportunities and that's fine. And, you know, post-pandemic with more help and when outside truly is more open and safe, vaccine is safe, like I can resume saying yes to things and I can resume doing more. But for now, goes back to the point I said before, I understand what season I am in. And my final advice that I would like to give for new moms, <laughs> I, I know I've been a mom for like 0.0 seconds, um, but I, I do want to share that I, from my experience, I think it does get better every month. I think the fog starts to fade. You start to feel like yourself slowly, but surely. And you also get more confident in your parenting skills as each month goes by. And I hope that is encouraging for somebody else. And then what's next for me is I am, like I said, getting ready to start my lifestyle channel on YouTube. I'll keep you guys posted. Watch this space. I'm also opening up the doors to Podcast Moguls one last time. Head over to podcastmoguls.com to get the announcement when the date drops for that to sign up. And um, I am going to be just prayerfully looking towards the new year with definitely a lot of vigor, a lot of excitement because there's no day like today. I'm seizing the day and I'm also thankful for each moment. I've learned to be a lot more grateful for the small things this year. And for that, I am, I'm really, really happy. This December, I'm going to be sharing a, a little bit more about my learnings from now three years as an entrepreneur. So stay tuned for that. And with that, I will talk to you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you'll receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.